Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray and ask the Lord to speak to us this morning. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you care for us. You want to feed us with the spiritual food. Your word is the food to us, Lord. It's like a medicine, Lord. Your food that you give to us, Lord, is so precious to us, Lord, and we want to receive the word into our heart and mix your word with faith. And we want to be doers of your word. We don't want just to be hearers, Lord. We thank you, Father. May your Holy Spirit really speak to all of us this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 13, verse 22, the Bible talks about a man whose life is a great example to us. I know he was not perfect and he made mistakes. A few days ago, I wrote a sermon called God Accept Us Who We Are. And I studied and find out that Peter, the Apostle Peter, made 13 mistakes in his life. A lot. 13 mistakes. But God still accepted him. People make mistakes, but we need to grow up. We cannot just keep repeating the same mistake again. This man named King David, after removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him. I, mean God, have found David, son of Jesse, a man, you see that God is a God of generation. He will say, David, a son of. So daddy, how you raise your kid is so important. Son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. King David was really blessed by God. He has all kinds of victories in his life. Why? Because he is a man after God's own heart. He loved God so much. He had faith in God. He obeyed God. I want to be like King David in this generation. Before I go on to talk about King David, I want to say that there are a few things in our Christian life that we need to grow up and develop. Number one, the area of character. You need to understand David did not have the book of Galatians, Philippians, all these things. They don't have the Bible to read. But God blessed him, Joseph too. Joseph did not have the Old Testament and New Testament in his hand. But because their heart is right, their character is right, therefore God blessed them and used them. My brother and sister, number one, character very important. You need to grow in your character, not just hate knowledge. And the devil has power too, but he has no character. He is very jealous, very hateful. We need to have the character of God in our life. David is a man of God's character, a man after God's own heart. Number two, we need to grow in the area of service and the anointing, the power. Every Sunday, I pray, God, 
give me more anointing today and this year, you 2022, more than last year. I need more power. I need to use your anointing to serve, to build the kingdom. I want to grow in my life of service. How to serve God is like when you want to be a taekwondo man, you don't just go to the book and read the book. You need to have some martial art guy train you how to kick, how to punch, how to fight. You need to be trained in the church how to fight and how to serve God, and you ask more Holy Spirit. Number three, you need to grow in the area of the knowledge of God, which means you study Bible, you learn more what God says so that you will make less mistakes. Four, not only you grow in character, but I come character first, because you can have all the holy knowledge, you can have all the anointing and power, but you can fall one day if you don't have the character. So character, power or service, knowledge of God. But number four, you need to grow in the area of your relationship with God. That you know God very well, not just hate knowledge. I'm not talking about hate knowledge. I'm talking about knowing God from the inside, that you know Him, have relationship with Him, sensitive to His voice, sensitive to His guidance, and obey Him. Your relationship with Him keep growing and growing and growing. King David is that kind of man. He has all four. Character, anointing, he loved to listen to the Holy Spirit. He wrote the book of Psalm, and he also grew in knowing God. And what is the outcome? In 1 Chronicles 11, verse 9, and David became more and more, I like the word more and more, powerful because the Lord Almighty was with him. How many people would like to have more and more good things from God? 1 Chronicles 14, verse 17, so David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. Not only that, he became more powerful, his reputation spread out all over the land. He has good reputation. First Chronicles chapter 18, verse 6, he put garrisons in the Aramean kingdom of Damascus, and the Arameans became subject to him and brought tribute. The Lord gave David, who gave David? The Lord. Victory everywhere he went. I want to be like that. I want to have victory. I want to receive victory from the Lord everywhere I go. God give us victory. Why? Because David was a man after God's own heart. He has a good heart and good character. First Chronicle 29:28. He died at a good old age. He not only had victory, more powerful but he also lived a long life. He died at a good old age, having enjoyed. You need to understand David was a soldier. He was a fighter. He did not die in the war. He lived long life, having enjoyed long life, wealth and honor. His son Solomon succeeded him as king. I read all this scripture to review one more time. King David had all these blessings because he was a man who wants to please God. He wants to do everything God said to him. He is a man who always say yes to God. God, you tell me this? Yes. Yes, Lord. He tell me this? Yes, Lord. He is that kind of man. He is not rebellious. He is not fighting against God. 
Last time we learned a few characters of David. I review a little bit. Second Samuel chapter six verse twelve. Now King David was told, "The Lord has blessed the household of Obed Edom and everything he has, because the ark of God." So David went down and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. Obed Edom was a gatekeeper. He was blessed because the presence of God, the ark of the covenant, contained the tangible presence of God. And because he welcomed, he ushered the presence of God into his home. His home was blessed. The whole household. David loved the presence of God. When he heard that the presence of God blessed Obed Edom, he said, "Hey, hey, I'm gonna go and take that ark to be in my house, to be around me." So one of the characteristic of King David is that he loved the presence of God. He sought the face of God. He wants to be close to God. He wants to have relationship with God. That kind of lifestyle, if compared to today, is that I love to go to church. I like to go to the revival meeting. I like to be prayed for, get touched by God. God show up. When I was driving in Oahu. I was worshiping God, and God showed up in my car, and I cry, and I, oh, it's so good! I love the presence of God. I want God to show up around me all the time. I love His presence. We should be like King David. We love the presence. We want Him to be around us all the time. Not only that, King David seek the face of God or love the presence of God. In First Samuel chapter twenty-three, verses two to three. Here inquired of the Lord, saying, "Shall I go and attack these Philistines?" The Lord answered him, "Go and attack the Philistine and save Kaliah." We can see here that King David always depended on the Lord. He was a very humble man. He always sought the direction from God. He asked God, "What to do next? What should I do here?" He did not think that, "Oh no, I'm so smart." I'm the king, okay? I can do everything myself. No, he always asked God what to do next. He was led by the Spirit of God all the time. Therefore, please listen to the teaching series called "Spirit-Led Living." About 25 sessions in there. Listen again and again how to be led by the Holy Spirit, how to inquire of the Spirit, what to do next. We need to be led by the Spirit. He was a humble man. He was really depending on God. Not only that, in First King chapter two, verses one to three, when the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon his son: "I am about to go the way of all the earth," he said. "So be strong, show yourself a man, and observe." What the Lord your God requires, walk in His ways and keep His decrees and commands, His laws and requirements as written in the law of Moses, so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. King David not only loved the presence of God, he sought the presence of God. He not only Humble and dependent on God's guidance all the time, but he was a man of obedience. He obeyed the Lord. 
whatever God say, He say, I'll do it. I'm gonna obey all the laws of God, and I know when I obey, I shall be prosperous, and I shall be successful. He did not give any excuses. Oh, God has grace on me. Oh, I don't need to obey this, but God has grace on me. That is excuses. No, we obey Him. Whatever He say, we obey. Amen. We read the Bible. The Bible say this. We obey. Amen. When the Holy Spirit tell us to do something, we obey. We don't argue. We don't give excuses. We don't pray excusing prayer. God, I cannot do that. I'm weak, but you know you have grace for me. That is accusing prayer. No, we don't give excuses. Obey God. If you want God to bless you, Amen. Sound quiet today. Everyone say, seek God. Obey God. Now let's look at another one. I'm gonna start to preach for today. First Samuel 24, one to seven. We're gonna learn more about the characteristic or the life character of King David. First Samuel 24, one to seven. Now it happened. I like to read scripture because I come from first generation Christian, and a lot of people here are first generation Christians. If I just keep going, going without reading the scripture, you may not know that this come from the Bible. So I love to read scripture because we are first generation Christians. Now it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines that it was told him saying, "Take note, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi." Saul was chasing after David. Saul was jealous, very jealous of King David. He wanted to kill King David. And King David ran away. Then Saul took three thousand chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfolds by the road, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him. This is the day of which the Lord said to you. This man caught the voice of God. He kind of prophesied, basically. Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seemed good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Before I go on, I want to say one thing. There are three kind of voices in the world: the voice of God, the voice of people, yourself or other people, or the voice of the world, and the voice of Satan or demons. So you have to be careful. You can have all kind of reasoning in your heart, follow your own voice, or you follow the voice of people around you, or you follow the voice of demon and Satan. And Satan and demons will lie to you, give you all wrong assumption and pres- presumption, and give you all kind of lies and deception. You need to listen to only the voice of the Holy Spirit. This situation, I don't know. I was not there. This man may have heard the voice of God. He called. God spoke to me. Or he may say it 
and quote God that God tell me this, but actually it's not from God. It's from Himself. So be careful when people come to you. It is spoken by God through me. You need to check with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you too. Many years ago, I was coming out from the room in the old church. A lady came to me. God spoke to me. I'm a prophet. You need to sell your house, quit your job, and move to Japan. I said, thank you. She said she's a prophet. And I asked the Holy Spirit inside me, should I sell my house, quit my job as a neurosurgeon, and move to Japan? He said, no. <laughs> Who should I listen to? That prophet of Holy Spirit. I listen to the Holy Spirit. You have to be careful. This man may really spoke of himself, not from God, but it may be from God too, but it's a test. God can say something to you to test you. I don't know. I have no idea this is a test or this is the voice of that man. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servant with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. In this situation, David really showed that he feared the Lord. When the Lord gave conviction to his heart, don't touch, don't destroy, don't gossip, don't do any harm to my anointed servant. By nature, human nature, that was unreasonable. Saul tried to kill me. Saul was a bad king. I think it's good to get rid of him because he was a bad king and he tried to kill me. Hey, this is a good chance. Logically, it's good to kill Saul. But David followed the biblical principle. The biblical principle is let God deal with that man, not me. The revenge is the Lord, not for man. You're not the man who's going to kill this king. Let God deal with him. So you can see here that King David really feared the Lord. He obeyed the voice of God even though it's very unreasonable. In another scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 26, similar thing happened at that time that David and Abishai went to the army of Israel by night and there was Saul lying there sleeping and was in deep sleep with the spear stuck close to his head and his soldier lie around. Everyone was sleeping. And look at what happened in verse 26. 1 Samuel chapter 26, verses 8 to 9. Abishai said to David, again, come from another man. Today, God has delivered your enemy into your hands. He called God. God gave you the chance to kill this guy, King Saul. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of my spear. I won't strike him twice. But David said to Abichai, Don't destroy him. 
Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed? The Lord appointed King Saul to be king. The anointing was on him. And be guiltless. Verse 11 says, But the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Now get the spear and water jug that are near his head and let's go. He has two chances of killing King Saul in the cave and now in the tent. He had the chance to get rid of his enemy. But his enemy was the anointed king of God. What do we learn here? King David really surrendered to God's will. I believe in his flesh. He lived in the flesh like you and me. The flesh would tell him, just kill this guy. Get rid of him right now so that I can be the king myself. He is a bad guy. He is chasing after me. I should kill him right now. But David did not obey his flesh. He obeyed the voice of the Lord. He is a man who fear the Lord more than anything else. When we talk about the anointed person, Romans chapter 13, verses 1 to 2, the Bible says, Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. You need to understand that in the kingdom of God, there is a divine order. God has the highest authority. And then he appointed some people to be leaders in different institutions. The president, the king, the pastor, the teacher in the classroom, the husband, the parents above the children. Every institution has leaders. The police officer on the street. When you walk into this church, you need to listen to the archer because they have authority to look after the divine order in the church. So basically, the Bible tries to say, we need to humble ourselves and submit to the authority of that institution. And don't use your mouth. Don't have the bad attitude coming against the leader in that institution. You just bless them. And you submit to what the rule is. Amen? Our church tried to submit to the rule of pandemic and COVID-19 all these years because we want to be the church that submit to authority. We don't want to be rebellious people. If we rebel against the government, we rebel against God because God put them to take care. You see my point here? We don't want to be rebellious people. We want to be submissive people unless they say that we cannot worship God anymore. Then we have to fight because that is different issue. We obey whatever is not against the Bible. Amen? When I walk into the Overlake Hospital, I need to obey every single law in that hospital. I cannot do whatever I want. I need to follow every single step. We call divine order. In the church, there is divine order. In your office, there is divine order. 
you listen to one another, you submit to one another. Amen? So from now on, let's become spiritual Christians who fear the Lord and submit to divine authority in each institution. Don't be rebellious. Our church has divide order as well. For example, when I joined the young adult care group and Alex was teaching, I would sit there, listen to him. I will not criticize him. I will not judge him. I just listen and submit. If he says something wrong, I will talk to him personally. I will not come against him in front of people. I just need to learn how to submit to him when he was teaching the Bible. That is maturity. You live in the fear of God. The, what is the fear of God? Proverbs chapter 8, verses 12 to 16. How many people want to have wisdom from God? How many people want God to bless you and protect you? The fear of God. I, I, wisdom, wisdom of God. The well with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. What is evil? Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. When you walk in the fear of God, you will not say bad words from your mouth. You will not lie. You will hate pride and arrogance and evil way. When you walk in the fear of God, you will not do any bad things. You say, yucky, I don't like that. I don't like lying, cheating, arrogance, pride, coming against authority of the institution. I need to submit. I hate evil. Amen? Many weeks ago, I needed to, to confront a pastor that I did not agree with his way of doing things. And Pastor Da, are you sure? Because these pastors send money to you off and on. I say, I don't care about that money. If I fear man, I will not confront him. But because I fear God, I confronted him. Hey, I think this is wrong way. But thank God he was not mad at me. He understood me and he agreed with me. So when you fear God, you don't like to do anything evil. Because what was he doing was not right. It was a little bit cunning. So I don't like that. I don't want pastor who under my care practice cunning thing, evil thing. We want to hate evil. Pride and arrogance. Amen? Basically, money cannot buy me. I will not yield to money. Okay? Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign, and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all the judges of the earth. If you have the fear of God, you're going to have the wisdom from heaven. And you can be good leaders, good kings, good husband, good parents, full of wisdom. You can be a good husband to lead your wife because you have the fear of God in your heart. Everyone say, I walk in the fear of God. Are you sure? Can you raise hand? 
Why somebody dress like this? <laughs> How about two hands? Amen. Are you, do you fear God? Yes. Do you fear God? Yes. Do you hate evil? Yes. Do you hate pride and arrogance? Yes. An evil way? Yes. And perverse mouth? Yes. Watch your mouth, watch your action. Psalm 33 verse 8. Oh, people like this sermon now. <laughs> Psalm 33 verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord, revere and worship Him. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. Stand in awe. You are the King of all kings. You are the Lord of all lords. I wonder you treat God as your king or not. If you treat God as your king, you're going to be blessed. You need to treat him as your kings, your master, your lord. He is the boss. So you stand in awe before him. You don't want to do anything to come against him. Psalm 111 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do this, his commandments and his praise endures forever. When you walk in the fear of God, you're going to have the wisdom from above and you will be successful. Amen? Amen? Ask yourself everything you do, you do it out of the fear of God or not. There are two things in life as a Christian, the love for God and the fear of God. I listened to a testimony of a preacher in America in around the 80. He was caught of money corruption and he was put in jail. I don't remember his name now. He was in jail for many years. When he came out from jail, he said that, I'm sorry. I make a big mistake. I cheated money in the church. I love God. That's why I preach the gospel. But I did not fear God at all. Two things. Love God and fear God have to come together. You love God, you serve Him. And you fear God, you don't want to sin against Him. Because you know He's going to spank you. He's going to allow discipline to come. I got spanked by God many times. <laughs> I really fear God. I don't want Him to spank me anymore. Amen? Okay, so King David was a man who feared the Lord. That's why he did not touch Saul when he has a chance. Let's look at another one. First Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 32 to 37. Look at what kind of man he is. David said to Saul, at that time, the Philistines and the Goliath came to attack the children of Israel. Let no one lose heart on account of the Philistine. This Philistine means Goliath, the giant. Your servant will go and fight him. You need to understand that David was not a soldier, but Goliath was a well-trained fighter, soldier, and big, huge guy. David was just a shepherd. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior for, from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant himself has been keeping his Father cheap, 
When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine, Goliath, will be like one of them. You can notice that David was having confidence in God's power. He not only loved God and feared God, but he had faith in God's power. He has no doubt at all that God will give him victory. Do you have faith in God? Do you have confidence in God? <laughs> Whatever giant in front of you, if God calls you to do something, He will be with you. I remember we, before I started this church, I was talking to my pastor. I was in another church. And that pastor, I went to his home and said, you know, God really called me to start a church. Can I get the blessing from you? And he said to me, you're going to fail. You are a Thai man. You cannot speak English very well. You never went to Bible school. You will fail. Forget about it. Just stay in the church. And I look at him. Wow, you didn't bless me. You even cursed me. What are you doing here? But in my heart at that time, ha, ah, this Goliath, God is with me. If God called me to fight to be a pastor, he will help me. I don't have to worry about it. He is with me. Amen. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go and the Lord will be with you. Saul could not fight against David. Okay, you go. And what happened? After David left. Let's continue to read. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 45 to 47. Whatever is in your heart will come out from your mouth. Is that right? Your heart is a treasure. It's a container. If you have doubt in your heart, you're going to speak doubt. If you have bad attitude in your heart, you're going to speak bad things. But if you have love, faith, confidence, kindness, you're going to speak love, kindness, confidence, and faith. This is why it's so important to feed your heart with the Word of God and with the good testimony. Feel it. That you are a man and a woman whose heart is so full of faith, so full of confidence in God and love for God. Verses 45 to 47, look at what David said. David said to the Philistine, everyone say, believe in my heart. Speak with my mouth. Everyone point to your heart. Everyone point to your mouth. Why don't you do this? Believe in your heart. Speak with your mouth. Everyone say, I can do it. God is with me. He helped me. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. He did not come in the name of Pastor he did not come in the name of evangelist, dot, dot, dot. He came 
So that's why don't raise yourself, don't praise yourself. You are not the answer. Only Jesus is the answer. Okay? Only the Lord, not you. We are nothing. Without God, we cannot fight anything. We need to come in the name of the Lord. God is the one who gives us victory. In the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Do you know that the church is not just a family? The church is also an army. The Lord is a commander, and he put people in divide order. All divide order. If you are in the church, you need to learn how to submit to divine order. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and I would strike you down and cut off your head. Wow, he was so confident. Today, <laughs> imagine this little guy like me. Right now, I'm young. I'm small, not young. I'm small. And I was, I'm talking to somebody bigger than Pastor Caesar. Huge. I'm going to take your head down. Wow. <laughs> Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saved. For the battle, I like this sentence, for the battle is the Lord's. Everyone say, the battle is the Lord's. He's going to fight for you. He's going to go before you. Amen? You don't have to fight yourself. God is going to fight for you. You just need to obey him and trust him. And he will give all of you into our hands. David had confidence in God. He praised God. He honored God. He was so humble. He spoke word of faith. And he obeyed the Lord. That kind of man. That's why God blessed him so much. Should we become that kind of person in this generation? Should we do that? Should we have confidence in God? Should we become humble? Instead of praising ourselves, we praise God. Give God all the glory. Let us believe that all the victory, all the good things come from Him, not from our own ability. Give glory to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Don't boast about ourselves. Boast about the Lord. He boasts about God here. We should be that kind of Christians. Give all the glory to the Lord. Amen. Amen. All the good things that happened to us came from the Lord. Give glory to Him. And let Him get all the glory. Trust Him. He will help you. Don't speak negative things out of your mouth. Speak positive thing. I'm blessed. I'm rich. I'm successful. I'm well-to-do. I'm strong. I'm wise. I'm fruitful. Speak positive and obey the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Let me go on another one. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, I'm going to make a conclusion here. It's a long story. 2 Samuel chapter 11, talking about David did not go out to the battle. He was on the roof of his palace. 
he saw a woman taking a shower, and he yielded to his flesh. He got that woman in and slept with her, and she became pregnant. He find out that the woman became pregnant, but the woman already has a husband named Uriah, who was one of his servants. So David sinned against God by taking somebody's wife, and David also plot the bad things that Uriah will go out to the front line to be killed. Actually, at the beginning, he said, Uriah, I give you time off. You go home and sleep with your wife so that that boy in the Tommy will be yours, not mine, because you slept with your wife. But he did not go back home. He stayed. So he has no choice. He had to send Uriah to the front line, and he was killed. So he murdered. He committed adultery. Wow, it's pretty bad. Can we make mistake? Did David make mistake? This is a big mistake. Scary. But look at what happened. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 13. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, not this Nathan in the church here. This is another Nathan. The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. You can see that one of the good characteristics of King David, we all make mistakes. But when God sends somebody to warn us, to correct us, Nathan was a prophet at that generation, he corrected King David. You sin against God. You commit adultery. You plan the murder. You kill the guy. It's your problem. Right at that second, he said, I am sorry I repent. Right away. Let us be that kind of people. When God spoke to us through the sermon, through the Holy Spirit, through the Bible, or to your pastor or your friend about something wrong in your life. Don't give excuses. Don't argue. Don't get mad. Don't leave the church. Sometimes I lost members here because I corrected people. And next Sunday they're gone. They never come back again. After a long relationship for years, they're gone. They don't want to listen to correction. Actually, the book of Proverbs say that People who are wise will listen to correction. The book of, I think, Proverbs chapter 9 say that. My brothers and sisters, God is going to correct us. And if we don't listen to the correction, we're going to be disciplined. We're going to face problems. God told me that one Sunday I need to teach about God's discipline on the pulpit here. You like to hear? Should we preach about God's discipline? How God dis- spank people? So we're excited. <laughs> In 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 1 to 4, again the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel, and he moved David against them to say, Go number Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of the army, this is another mistake, who was with him, 
Now go throughout all the tribes of Israel from Dan to Beersheba and count the people. This is why I never count how many churches are following us or how many people in this church. I never know. I don't care. I just do my part. My job is not look at people. My job is to obey God. That I may know the numbers of the people. And Joab said to the king, Now may the Lord your God add to the people a hundred times more than they are. And may the eyes of the Lord, the king, see it. So Joab tried to say, don't count. The Lord can add more people. Don't do this. Please don't count number. But why does my Lord, the king, decide this thing? Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captain of the army. Therefore, Joab and the captain of the army went out from the presence of the king to count the people. Wow. Big mistake. Look at verse 9 to 17. Then Joab gave them the sum of the number of the people to the king, and there were in Israel 800,000 valiant men who drew the sword. And the men of Judah were 500,000 men. Oh, big army. David. Hmm. And David heart condemned him. He now realized he made a mistake. After he had numbered the people, so David said to the Lord, David, I like David, but when he knew by the conviction in his heart, I am wrong. He did not give excuses. He did not try to drag, oh, let me pray about it. Give me a, a few more years to pray about it. No. Right away, David had condemned him after he had numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. He repented ASAP, immediately. But now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant. For I have done very foolishly. Now when David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet God. David seer, saying, Go and tell David, thus say the Lord. You see, God is just, when you sin, you may face some consequences later on. We learn the lesson. So therefore, I don't want to sin against God. I don't want to face consequences. I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself that I may do it to you. So God came to David and told him, and he said to him, Shall seven years of famine come to you in your land? Or shall you flee three months before your enemies while they pursue you? Or shall there be three days plague in your land? Now consider and see what answer I should take back to him who sent me. And David said to God, I am in great distress. Please let us fall into the hand of the Lord. For his mercy are great, but do not let me fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel from the morning till the appointed time. From Dan to Bisheba, 70,000 men of the people died. And when the angel stretched out his hand over Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord relented from the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, It is enough, now restrain your hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. Then David spoke to the Lord 
when he saw the angel who was striking the people and said, Surely I have sinned and I have done wickedly, but this sheep, what have they done? Let your hand, I pray, be against me and against my father's house. David was such a godly man. He repented quickly and he did not want other people to be hurt because of his sin. What we learn out this story? Number one, we all make mistakes. But when the Lord convicts our heart, repent as soon as possible. Okay? Turn around as soon as possible. Don't argue. Don't give excuses. Don't say, I'm going to pray about this five more years. Number two, we learn. Whatever we do will impact people around us. As a daddy, as a husband, as a pastor, I make decision. I will not sin against God. I will not cheat tithe. I will not cheat money in this church. I will not serve God for reputation, for acceptance from man. I'm going to please the Lord. I will be a faithful husband to my wife. I will be a godly daddy to my kids. I don't want them to get the consequences of my sin because they're going to hurt. I want to do the right thing for people who are under me. And if I sin, I repent quickly. Sorry, God. I'm sorry. I can stop right now. If I have bad attitudes, maybe sin is not going out to kill somebody. Maybe just wrong attitude. Have you ever had wrong attitude sometime? Oh, I have. <laughs> I'm not different from you. Sometimes I have bad attitude. And God say, oh, 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 oh. oh, okay, God, I'm sorry. I repent right now. I repent right now. I want to be like King David. I want to be blessed. I want to be victorious. Amen? I want God's favor to be upon my life. So I want to seek the face of God. I want to obey His commandments. I fear the Lord and repent quickly. I trust in the Lord and speak word of faith, not word of doubt. We're going to continue to learn about King David again in the future. It's so good to learn about the life story of people in the Bible and we learn what to do and what not to do. <laughs> we need to know that we don't do this. We're going to do this so that we will not get into trouble. Amen? Everyone say, good character. Everyone say, good heart. Everyone say, love God. Everyone say, fear God. Obey God. Seek God. Have confidence in God. Repent quickly. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for teaching us the life of King David. We learn the story, Lord, and we want to be blessed in this generation so that we can be the blessing to our spouse, to our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, to the thousand generations, to the people around us. We want to be the blessing to the nations, Lord. Oh, Lord, we don't want to make mistakes. We want to do the right thing 
in your eyes. We want to be a man or a woman after God's own heart, who will accomplish what you call us to do, Lord. We thank you, Father. We want to be mature, not baby Christians. We want to grow up to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Lord, help this church that your people will not stay babies, stay immature. They're gonna grow up. They're gonna be your ambassadors and representative on earth. When people around them see them, they will glorify our Almighty God and glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for teaching us, correcting us, warning us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, or you're not sure that you're born again, I would like to ask you to pray with me right now to give your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Pray with me, Father in heaven. I give my life to you. I know, Lord. I did not come from monkey. Monkey never make iPhone, but human make iPhone. I am creative because you created me in your image, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for sending your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin, to heal my sickness. To set me free from the curses, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I repent of my sin. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We cannot do what we learn here by our own strength. It's tough. It's tough to walk in faith. To tough to not sin against God. It's not easy to seek God by ourselves. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. I know I'm weak. I'm a human being. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. So I would like to pray for those who know that I cannot do this by myself. I need. The power of God in me. I need the Holy Spirit to work in me, so that I can be like King David. I like to pray for you if you feel that you need the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna lay hand on you. Those who want to be prayed for can come sit in the front. I'll pray for you. But before that, let's sing the last song together. We thank you for your word today, Lord. So as we will be changed by Your Word, we go from glory to glory, Lord. In our life, Lord, may You be glorified. Purify my heart. Let me be as gold and precious silver. Purify my heart. Let me be as gold, pure gold, refine as fire. 
my heart's one desire is to be holy set apart for you oh Lord I choose to be I'm ready to do your will Purify us, Lord, cleanse us from our sin Purify my heart Cleanse me from within And make me holy Purify my heart Cleanse me from my sin Deep within Refine us fire My heart's one desire Is to be to be holy set apart for you my master I'm ready to do your will Father open heaven Lord and fill touch the hungry heart Lord we need more of your grace to be able to walk like a man or a woman after God's own heart. May your Holy Spirit empower us, Lord, to do your will, to become more like Jesus, to live a righteous and holy life, to have the fear of God in our heart. We know, Lord, the name of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the fear of God. We're going to surrender to the Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we can walk in the fear of God. We will not sin against you. We can have victory over every giant in our life, Lord, just like David. Goliath in our life must be pulled down, knocked down by faith. Therefore, your Holy Spirit will give us faith like King David, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Purify my heart. Let Silver, purify my heart. Let me be as gold with the Holy Spirit. Pure with the Holy Spirit. Fire with the Holy Spirit. Fire. My heart's one. 
Yes, Lord. Victory. In the name of Jesus. Victory. Fire. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. Fire. Yes, Lord. My heart. I call the blessing of God to come upon you. I call the grace and the favor of God to come upon you. The wisdom of God, the fear of the Lord. You shall be full of wisdom of God. Wisdom in handling your family, handling your job, handling your finances. The fear of the Lord fill your heart. 
the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you in the name of Jesus yes Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I'm ready to do your fire 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 yes Lord wisdom from heaven in raising your children in your work in your ministry May the Lord bless both of you. Bless the work of your hand. May the blessing of Abraham come down to the thousand generations. Your children, I declare, your children shall serve the Lord. Your children shall fear the Lord. Oh, the devil, take his hand away from you. Your family shall be the blessing to the nations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. The Lord will heal you, keep you in good health, long life like King David. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May you be sensitive to the Holy Spirit who guides you, leads you, tell you what to do every single minute, every single day of your life. <laughs> Bless you. I commit you into the hand of God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fire! I choose to be Fire! Holy Fire! Set Fire! For Thank you, you, Jesus. My Thank you, Jesus. I'm Fire! Ready to do your <laughs> <laughs> fire 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 filled more filled with the holy ghost filled with the holy ghost shukotara pekisikatara bakushkatara Yes, the Lord will give you grace. The Lord will help you. Ask Him. Cry now to Him. He will help you in your situation. Ask Him to help you. You are not alone. You are not on your own. He is with you. He will help you. Fire! My last one desire Fire Thank you Jesus is to Fire be Holy The Lord said to you Be faithful in walking with you. him He will take care of your life Lord, He will I take care of your job in the future He will take care of your finances holy He will lead you to meet the right person He will open the right door for you he is your you, good father. Don't walk by yourself. Walk I'm with Jesus. He will help you. You are his child. He loved you so much. Just follow him. Trust him. Fire! Filled with the blessing of God. Fire! Yes, Lord. May the Lord bless the work of your hand. May the Lord provide for you Good job Good business May the Lord open the right door for you I choose to May the Lord take care of you in detail You're going to be the blessing to the people in America 
set apart for you, my master. I'm ready to do your Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Filled. Yes, Lord. Oh, Shekhatraba. Wisdom. I call wisdom from heaven. I call victory from heaven. How you can handle the situation in your life, the challenges in your life. God is going to give you wisdom. Oh, you're going to be a spiritual person who knows how to walk with the wisdom of God. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Filled. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fire. Bless you. Bless you. I'm ready to do Heaven your come upon you. Will. Heaven open over you. Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Fire! <laughs> Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Fire! Jesus touch them. Jesus touch them. Touch fire. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I'm ready to Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, may the Lord give you good health. Give you so much grace. May the Lord really protect you from the evil ones, from sickness and disease. May the Lord really take care of you in detail of your life. You will never lack anything. You shall have more than enough, more than enough wisdom, more than enough strength. May the Lord fill you with His grace and favor. May the Lord use you. May the Lord guide you and show you what to do each day, each step in your life. Fire! Fill with the Holy Spirit. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fire! 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 <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Filled! 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 Fire! <laughs> Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Filled. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Fire. 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 Filled. Fire. Filled more. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. You're not here by accident. You are not here by accident. Oh, miracle. Miracles. Breakthroughs. Signs and wonders. 
Yes, Lord. The hand of the Lord is upon you. The hand of the Lord is upon you. You are not on your own. The awesome God, the awesome power of God is with you. He is with you. You are not on your own. He goes with you. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. the Lord anoint both of you to do His will. You will not have to do it on your own strength. The presence of the Lord shall be with you. You shall be the blessing to many people. Both of you, since you are young, like King David, you will be a, a woman of great faith, great wisdom. In the name of Jesus, fire! Fire, fire, blessing. Jesus bless them. Jesus bless them. Bless them. <laughs> bless them. Bless them. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless the work of your hand. May the Lord give you so much favor. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fire! 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 May the Lord bless Blake. <laughs> Victory! Victory! Freedom! Grace! Favor! Open the right door! The grace of God come upon you and help you. May the Lord show justice to you. Fire! Yes, Lord. May the Lord give you favor and wisdom. Fire! Fire. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Fire! Refiner's fire Fire! My heart's one desire Fire! Is More! To be More fire! Holy Fire! Set fire! Fire! Oh Lord, I choose fire. to be Fire! May the Lord bless the work of your hand. May the Lord give you bless family. Bless children. Just like he did to Joe, to King David. Blessing. Fire. 
Fire! <laughs> Fire! 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 More fire! 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 Fire. Holy! Fire! Set apart for you, my master. Fire! I'm ready to fire. do your will. Blessing. Victory. Favor. Grace. May the Lord present be with you every single day. May the Lord help you. Empower you. Fire. 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 Yes, Lord. Filled. Filled with Jesus. You decrease. He increases in your life. You decrease. You have been crucified with Christ. You no longer live. But Christ live in you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thankful.